Hey, what's up, Rob? How you been, man? Hey, man. How are you? Happy New Year, I guess. This is our first live after the after the yeah. holidays, I guess, right? Yeah. How were your holidays? Were they good? It was good. Yeah, we had a good time. It was nice. uh, it was so needed. Although I, you know, you know how it is. You end up working through the holidays because that's oh, yeah. when customers have free time, so they start texting you in, in the right. middle of exactly. something. That's when they they're sitting around thinking, huh? What house should I be looking at today? And that is you know, exactly right. Texting over addresses and you know, right? So, so man, I've been making a lot of phone calls. You know, that's my job. Is uh, that's our calling, job? Yeah, calling people just nonstop every day, right? And having conversations, you know. And uh, one conversation that I've been repeatedly having with people and. They, they completely seem like they're getting misinformation on what interest rates are and how they're trending. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be a, a, a pretty, um, a pretty tough thing uh, to actually get right for any loan officer or anybody in mortgages. And the reason for that is the rates change every day. Right. right. So when, when you're having a conversation about getting somebody pre-approved, you're talking and thinking about it through the lens of the rates of that day. Yeah. Um, and uh, most loan officers don't have the time nor knowledge to think about, to try to extrapolate and think two, maybe three months in advance, especially in, in, in economic environments like the one we're in right now, where it's so yeah. volatile, right? So what are you hearing? Well, one guy told me that he thought interest rates were up to like 9%. I was like, oh no. Well, no, definitely not. Definitely not. not. Right. Oh, God save us. God save us if we get to yeah. that point. I mean, that's going to be rough. I mean, no, I, I, I mean, I check him. I check them daily, obviously, even sometimes uh, three or four times throughout the day. And uh, that, you know, you start seeing some some rates in the in the mid to high fives. Right. Um, it's the first time we see them uh, for the last four or five months. So it is soft. It is soft. Um, I would call it. A, uh, you know, it is softening up. Right. Um, again, it changes, it varies every day. So today it was kind of like a little up, but the last couple of weeks has been going down. Yeah. For the last four months, the rates have gone up there all, all the way to the, to the 7% mark. Right. It's a very, very tough interest rate for most first time home buyers. Um, and it basically eliminates a lot of buyers uh, from the pool, right? There's a lot of people yes. who can't really afford a house at 7% interest rate. Right. So now, you know me, I'm a positive guy. So I always try to think about it yeah. as positive. It's, it, it actually works for the, for the well-qualified buyers. Um, and even the first-time home buyers that barely qualify. Why? Yeah. Because it eliminates a lot of people from the competition. I so you and I remember, right? Um, back in the first quarter, even part of the second quarter of 2022, tons of multi-offer situations, right? Right. A lot of houses were had two, three, four, sometimes even six and seven offers. And you're yeah, like, buyers were just getting super frustrated, and I mean, yeah. almost dropping out of. How do you? I mean, how do you compete with that, Matt? I mean, how do you compete with yeah. six, seven other people? You basically have to give up a lot of things to try to Especially get. Especially when one walks in with a bag full of cash and sits down and says, "Hey, I want to buy this in ten days," and you know, yeah, at that point they won, you know. Right, but think about the situation. Why was there a lot of cash in the market? One, there was a lot of investors. Second, yeah. there were a lot of people moving. Tons right. of people moving because they could work remotely. Well, guess what? That's not the case anymore. The people who wanted to move, they have moved. There's yeah. still 
there's still a lot of things happening in that area, but not with the amount of cash that they have before, um, before you know, last last year. Yeah. So you don't see a lot of those situations again. You see now barely you get one, maybe two offers per house. So a house that has been sitting in the market and, and you know, if you're if, if we have anybody selling a house right now, listen and please cover your ears. You don't want to hear that. But if you have to sell your house, you have to consider any offer. Right. If you have to yeah. sell your house, if you're in a situation where you can wait a couple months and see how it goes, you don't need the cash from the house. You can have that house sit in there for a couple more months, then fine. It doesn't affect you. But if you have to sell the house, you have to consider, even if you get only one offer, right? Yeah. So what happens is buyers have now the advantage. Buyers yeah. can request, you know, credits in some. And, and so the interest rates are a little softer. They're helping some of the buyers. There's not multi-offer um, scenarios anymore or not as many right. as before. So all in all, I think this is a great opportunity for people who are in the market to buy a house. If they can, if they get pre-approved, go for it. Absolutely. And, you know, I like that you brought up that we get to negotiate a seller's credit again. You know, the last two listings that Janelle and I have sold, they included $12,500 seller's credit to buy down the buyer's rate. That's an incredible. And, that's incredible that you can yeah. negotiate that. I mean, unheard of in the last probably five years. Yeah, we haven't been able to play with seller credits for a while. And and from the buyer's side, that's like the most fun part of my job is negotiating stuff like that and getting it written in contract and making sure that that my buyers are, are protected on the, the negotiation. You know, I mean, they almost deserve it, right? Like after what they've been through being beat out by so many different cash investors and, uh, you know, like you're talking about transplants from the Bay Area, from uh, bigger cities, you know. Yeah, uh, we're, we're a smaller town here in Yuba City, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's just such a relief being able to feel like I'm doing my job again and being able to to you know, help the buyers, to, to help the buyers. Them. Yeah, exactly. To be their advocate on their behalf, you know. Yeah, the the the, the kind of the local people who live there who have lived there for a long time and they're really wanting to go for that to accomplish that dream of owning a home yeah they see that dream kind of going away little by little or make or or, or at least becoming harder and harder over time mm -hmm. it's good to have that opportunity to actually help them out right and get right. them some credits and get them in a house right. so uh, yeah it's it's a very satisfying kind of position now i do have bad news i don't know how long that's going to last um, I think, you know, the, interestingly enough, the, 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 the Fed is, as I said in our last live about two weeks ago, the yeah. Fed is determined to figure this out. They, right. know, they know they have printed too much money. And printed, <laughs> like, quote, unquote, yeah. like the, they don't actually print money anymore. No, right. Before. Everything is digital, right? So all they're, they're flooded, the the economy with tons of money and mm -hmm. and not just this government but previous government too and right. the previous government too so it's, it's both parties right as i've mentioned before right so the economy is flooded um they know that the only way to fight inflation is to is to keep at it to keep increasing yeah. interest rates so that's not going to stop 
what has changed though this year it seems like is you know what's it, what we're looking at right now is what's going to happen with the treasury um mm. 10 year treasury what is going to happen to that to that um return what's going to happen to the job market right, right. It, it seems to be strong i hope it stays strong um but you know we'll, we'll see and so i guess what i'm trying to say is there's other factors that affect mortgage rates that is not just um, not just what the Fed says in terms of increasing the rates, yeah. and it might, it, those other factors might keep the rates where they are right now. Right. Um, sales volume is going to be very important if we continue at the current very low sales volume. Right. Not much to, to you know, not much the mortgage industry can do to keep mortgages going. So yeah. I think I think um, that environment will dictate where we go from here, but. You know, we'll see if does the rates stay low or continue to go lower than what they are right now is going to bring more people back to buy houses. Yeah. And if the jobs are stable, brings more people back, there's going to be more competition yeah. I, um, sometime middle of the year. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not into predictions. I hate predictions. I know. Same here. Probably be wrong. When, when, when we look at all the evidence, I mean, every single year, you know, we see these ebbs and flows and uh, yeah, right now in January, I'm noticing a lot more buyer activity. You know, I mean, I've sent a number of people over to you in the last oh, week yeah. or two, right? Yeah. And that has everything to do with the fact that people are starting to kind of like calm down from, from getting beat up and starting to heal and they're like, okay, yeah, let's let's give it a shot, you know, and yeah. uh, like you said, that's going to cause more competition because if we have more people wanting to purchase houses and lower inventory, right. you know, but right. it's a different kind of competition because they're, you know, they're all buyers with a loan attached to them. It's not you're trying to compete with cash. Yeah. That's what we were going through, you know, eight yeah. months ago. And that was just a failing system for anybody that yeah. had like an FHA, USDA, those kind of loans. Uh, it just made it impossible for them to get accepted. Right. You know, and I, and now, yeah. now we're seeing, you know, more FHA, more USDA, VA loans being, being accepted yeah. by, by yeah. sellers, you know, I mean it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what's interesting is the um, uh, what I noticed is people that you know because you send me a couple of customers that need to be looked at, and um, it, but but it's the same with every realtor that that is kind of going through that pool of buyers that oh. got discouraged in 2022 and 2021, right? And, uh, did not make it happen. They couldn't figure it out. And they come with a little bit of PTSD, if I, do. if I, if I may say so. They, you know, they're very um, weary. They're worried. They don't jump into the conversation right away. They kind of push it off a little bit. But once you get them pre-approved, and once you actually do the work to make sure that they stand as a solid buyer, right? Ready to go because they realize this is my chance and this is my window. Yeah. So, um, so I, I I think you know I'm I'm an eternal positive guy optimist I yeah. guess 
so as much as uh, as much as we are in a very tough and very unique volatile environment, I, I think things are gonna are gonna start panning out and things are gonna start becoming a little bit better. But yeah, I think not, so too. Not without a lot of more work from realtors and mortgage advisors. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, like I love that you touched on the fact that uh, people are have maybe a little PTSD from from getting beat up for two years, you know? Uh, yeah. I've totally changed my conversation when I call people. You know, instead of being salesy and pushy and, you know, that guy that's calling them for the sales call that they don't want to be on. Right. I'm like, hey, this is Matt Moreno with Moreno Real Estate Team. I'm just reaching out to my base to talk to the people yeah. and have that conversation. Do you have any questions? Right about the market right now or you know and and just start them off soft because it they've they've been through a lot in the last couple of years you know and i've noticed that coming at them with the approach of uh kind of being the educator and the advisor is a whole lot better of conversation they they want to keep me on the phone and then you know the more yep. they start asking questions the more that we realize, okay, let's start moving forward. Let's see what we can do to get you pre-approved, to get you keys in your hand and, and into a home, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a great comment. How, however, it's still, as you said, it's much more, it's much more work, right? It's yeah. when you have an environment where um, things are moving pretty fast and buyers have to compete, it's you, you have the luxury as a realtor or a mortgage advisor to pick who you would talk to. Yeah. And you have a luxury of saying, listen, be that kind of salesy guy and say like, hey, listen, my time is precious too, right? Yeah. Your time is important. You're trying to buy, you're trying to figure it out. But my time is precious too. I have five other people knocking on the door. But yeah. right right now, we it, it's I think it's a good thing that it forces loan officers and realtors to be an advisor, to be yeah. a, rep, a, a true representative, a, to, a true advocate for the buyer, and uh, it's a luxury we didn't have before. I guess is the market pushes us to do that, but it also does something super interesting that we touched on in our last conversation, which is it weeds out the people who don't have the knowledge, who don't have the experience, who cannot play yeah. that role. So there's a lot of realtors out there that are not closing any transactions. Why? Because they don't know any. They don't know how to be that advisor. Yeah. Loan officer. There's tons of loan officers who are, you know, like unfortunately the ones that give this this this. Um, this position in this industry a bad name that can 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 close a deal to save their lives because they don't know how to be an advisor. Yeah. So um, it, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the industry to finally be in a situation where we have to almost you know purge and clean yeah. up like uh, the, the hurt a little bit, right? Yeah, the people who shouldn't be here. And I feel bad saying it in, in, in such a negative way, but it's true, right? Yeah. And here's the deal, Rob. I mean, I come on and do these lives all the time and I give all the knowledge that I can, right? Because if they're listening, it's time for them to listen, right? Like, obviously, we're all doing something right and closing deals and have have business in the pipeline for a reason. If they do the same thing, they'll have the same results, you yep. know? I mean, a little little education goes a long way in this industry, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and you have to. You have to. There's, uh, there's is some, you know. I always say this is a, one of the most convoluted decisions and transactions any human being can um, 
can enter into, right? And yeah. it takes a lot of moving parts and it takes a lot of knowledge. So um, I don't see it any other way. You have to provide a good consumer or customer or buyer experience. Yeah. You have to be the educator. You have to teach them. You have to hold their hands. You have to walk with them through right. the process because it's a very convoluted process. And, and again, one of the biggest decisions anybody makes in, uh, in their lifetime. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we cut up today. I know we were, we were a little bit later than our original timeline. I had yeah. a customer on the line that I, yeah. I had to take extra time to educate. Right. So I appreciate yeah. being being um, being uh, uh, patient with me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. All right. All right. We'll do it next week again. Thanks. All right.